BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. And so I was just working, 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 working every day, every day, every day. Boom, boom. Steel distributors I had to deal with. I had to deal with licensing distributors. Here come I had to, COVID. Huh? Well. We're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. So this is all in January, February 2020, right? And I've got a crew of 28 people working under me, right? I've got big scenery come in. The casting office back in Manhattan is working overtime. I have to fly to New York twice to meet with the casting directors and, you know, take, like, dress sizes and inseam sizes from all of the actors and stuff like that, like 68 people, I think it was. And do all this crazy stuff, right? All of this is happening in January and February, right? Well, tick, 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 right there at the end of February, we start hearing on the news this thing about COVID, right? Overseas. Look out. So now I'm in this big theater where we've got unions. Okay. So COVID hits. The theater doesn't slow down at all. They're like, doesn't apply to us. I was like, yeah, but the cases in Manhattan are starting to climb, dude. I'm a little worried. And he was... I've been at this job for what? Two months? Three months? Yeah. Just uprooted. Uh, Yep. Uprooted. Moved out of my house. I live in a uh, long-stay hotel room, basically. And... um, they kept it going, they kept it going, they kept it going, they kept it going, kept it going. March hits. It's like, hey, Craig, you remember our conversation? I have to go back home for a week to get my wife and the rest of my shit in a U-Haul truck. He was like, yeah, no, that's cool. Go. And I go. Get on the plane, fly all the way down to New Orleans, land in New Orleans. Walk out into the French Quarter. Every bar, every restaurant closed. closed. Friggin' newspaper wrappings blowing down the street of Bourbon Street. Nobody happened. Nobody. Two o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday, there was not a soul outside. And I was like, "Honey, what is going on?" She was like, "COVID." I was like, "We don't have COVID out west." She's like, "Good." Because this is getting crazy. Yeah. They're talking about t- people can't leave their house for two weeks. Level crazy. It hasn't happened yet, but it it's coming. It, it's coming. I've heard it on the news. And I was like, the radio station has already sent me home. And I was like, what? What is going on? 
right? We go back to 924. Alex is still there. I get the rest of my shit. We, me, my dad, Mary, Alex, John Wright. We all pack a U-Haul truck. Guys, I'm sorry to do this to you, but I got to go. And they're like, no, dude, get. COVID's yeah. coming. Get, fu- get while it's freaking gnarly, man. You know, like, you got to get out of here. And I remember closing the door, locking the door to the U-Haul, calling Craig. And Craig answers. He was like, what's up, Dusty? You doing all right? I was like, doing great, man. Uh, I just got to know, man, before I get in this truck, we good? Like, we got a job? He's like, what do you mean? Yeah, you got a job. I was like, yeah, but, like, I'm in I'm in Mississippi, dude. I was just in New Orleans. French Quarter's emptied. It's dead. They're talking about, like, refrigerator trucks in L.A., and refrigerator trucks in Manhattan to carry out the dead bodies. Like, what? It, are you sure? He's like, dude, all green lights here. We have no cases in our county. And I was like, okay. He's like, we're outside, man. They're never going to shut us down. We're outside. Disney's not going to close, man. We have the only other Disney contract for live performance outside the park. Mm-hmm. We're fine. And I was like, okay. In fact, I think business is going to be better because of it. Hmm. Not true. Uh, okay. So I jump in the van, or the U-Haul truck, and we drive the U-Haul truck again all the way across the country. We start hitting uh, West Texas. Getting out. Gas stations are closed. Pumps are off. That's not good. I hit Abilene, and now I can get gas. This is whack. Man, I'm scared. You know? We hit Albuquerque. Find two gas stations. I thought COVID wasn't out west. Make it all the way down to Vegas. Lit. Thousands of people on the street. Still living. Oh, yeah. They're going to town. Casinos are all open. I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank God. Stay the night in Vegas. Drive up. I'm an hour and a half from Vegas. So drive up the little ways, pull into Utah. All good. Get back to work. Move into our house. Nice house. Good money house. Man. Dodged a bullet there. Next week goes by. Guys, we still can't get contracts for shows. What? What? The the unions talking about pulling contracts for the whole season because of this COVID thing. And I was like... Yeah, no way, man. Not not possible. Like we 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 got to go to work. We're building Disney's Beauty and the Beast. We're like big show, big show, massive show. Sixty-eight people cast, massive show. We're spending, you know, I'm I'm spending somewhere around twenty-five grand a week on materials, building sets, building sets, hanging audio, doing the thing, right? Yeah, man. couple weeks later, we get drugged into a meeting. Hey, guys, we're going to postpone the opening. Two weeks. But we're going to get contracts. Don't worry about it. We're going to get contracts. Okay? A couple weeks go by. Hey, man, we're going to push the opening date to June. Whoa. We're supposed to open on the 12th of May. Now we're pushing to June? Yeah, man. Equity. Equity Actors Guild won't won't release the contracts for the actors to come to work. 
They don't think it's safe. Mm. We hit June. We get a call. Everybody come to the little theater. The little theater that I did, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody who works there piles in. No masks. 500 seater. Yeah, 500 seater. Little thing. So all, you know, 180 of us or whatever pile in there. No masks sitting right next to each other. Nobody's got COVID. There are six cases in the entire state. From uh, 12 p.m. onward today, we are officially closed. You are immediately relieved of your duties and asked to please vacate the campus. As you leave, there is someone from the labor office. You can sign up for unemployment. I just left Mississippi. I just uprooted my entire life. With my wife. All my stuff. For this. Yep. Pulse. Go for it. All right. So they were like, you know, 12 lunchtime, you're out. And uh, like I said, um, we went back to our house. Mary and I hadn't even unpacked all the boxes yet. Jeez. Yeah, we'd set up the beds and, you know, put a couch in the living room, that kind of thing, right? So we had gathered just enough money in unemployment to be able to clear the monthly on the place. And so I called Craig and I was like, hey man, you've got uh, three months. If I don't hear from you about this job in three months, don't call me. And he was like, fair enough. So we're furloughed. You know, we're not un we're, You're we're, on a, you're on un- unemployment. We're on unemployment, but w- with the promise of having our jobs back is what they told us. You know, we weren't fired. We were let go for COVID reasons. And again, the administration of the theater all thought that would just blow over. And come, you know, the holidays, we'd be back at it. So I told Craig, I was like, listen, you got three months. This is the middle of June. You have three months. I need to hear from you by the end of September. This thing wasn't letting up, D. So, my buddy Drew, still working there. He was the, the deck captain. He went home, too. So, Mary and I locked the door of our rental property out there. Did not give it up, thank God. And, uh, we left. Jumped in the Astro van. 95 Astro van that I got for free for doing some audio work at the radio station like six years earlier. Mm-hmm. They couldn't pay me, so I worked it out as a trade and I hung a bunch of speakers and installed a couple of soundboards and did some audio treatment to one of their studios. 
back when I was still grinding doing the DIY thing, mm-hmm. right? So I had this, this van that I got for free. I paid nothing for. I changed the fuel pump in it, right? So there I am, I drive that thing back, back in June to Columbus, Mississippi. And my wife and I move in with my mom and dad. Oh, boy. <laughs> what was that like? Well, it was weird. It, it was stupid. It was... Uh, it was just... It was a lot, man. I love my parents' death, and God bless them. They did a great job with both Salem and I, and I'm very, I'm very thankful. Uh, but it was not... It was not a good look, you know? Once again, for the fourth time, back at the parents' house. Yeah. And at that point, I'm 34 years old, married, you know? (laughs) And I've left, you know, with this good job. You remember New York, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it was not not great. My dad's going through teaching online, you know? He's experiencing that for the first time in in his 60s. He's teaching art classes, illustration, watercolor. He's teaching watercolor online. Sheesh. Things I mean, are at that, so at weird, that point, dude. you might as well watch a YouTube video, right? Like, yeah. he can't put his hands on the paper. He can't show people watercolor techniques, you know? Right. And there I am with Mary and I's little tiny uh, unemployment check coming in and going straight to the property management company back in Utah. Uh-huh. Drew, my buddy Drew, he also comes home. His dad's a contractor in Tupelo. He calls me, comes over to my house on my dad's house on a motorcycle one day. He's like, "Hey, my dad's got a lead on two HUD houses." I said, like, "What's that mean?" He's like, "I got two HUD houses. Um, if you wanna, you wanna, you wanna buy a couple houses." Like, Bro, I can't buy any houses. What are you talking about? I've got some money, but I... He's like, no, Dad will buy them. You and I just need to renovate them. Mm. Work. Work. And I was like, okay. He goes, yeah. He got 15% and 15%. You and I both get 15% of whatever they sell for. Godsend. Yeah, buddy. I dragged my dad's old F-150 out from behind the boat. Dude, I would, I'm glad you spoke on this because, like... Man, that was my big concern, and like knowing that you were still around during COVID, because I knew that you left us to go do that right before COVID and COVID mm-hmm. hits, and I, I saw the theater and everything and production stop, and I was like, how how is Dustin and Mary doing, and are they doing at all? Uh, barely. <laughs> so Mary picked up some shifts with the radio station, where she could work from home. Well, she was Cumulus at the time anyway. Yeah, she was still technically employed by Cumulus, but because of COVID, everybody had been sent home. Right. So we were working remotely, right? And so she set up a little studio at my parents' house and started doing radio work. And I How went, good of a sport was she at that time? What do you mean? Like... Oh, how much of support? No, not like of a sport. Like mm. having to come... Like, y'all had just left for Utah... Now you're back at your parents' house, like well, dude. She- she's ride or die, man. She, yeah, yeah she, she was chill. Uh, I mean, we weren't chill. We were all scared to death, dude. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, you know what, you know what tomorrow was gonna bring. But you know, me and her against the world. So it's like we just, we just got closer. We just buckled down. 
what was that advice? And I think this maybe people need to hear it. That uh, <laughs> when the going gets tough, get tougher. I mean, not only that. I mean, what did what did Monson tell you about that girl? Oh, oh yeah, that's uh, yeah. He said, "What you need to do is you need to marry, marry. You need to tell her your dreams, and then you need to do whatever she says." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I said, "Yes, sir." <laughs> it worked pretty well. And I did exactly that, <laughs> and yeah, I'm yeah, still dude. doing it to this day. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No, it's that was that was a rock that I needed. Um, Anyway, we went out to... You'll never meet a sweeter person, by the way. Oh, she's cool as a fan, man. Um, we went out to Itawamba and uh, worked on those hut houses. Dared drywall out and, you know, framing a little bit. We redid a kitchen or two, you know, and just working. And that business actually stayed pretty solid throughout covid uh, contractors and construction workers were able to continue to work. Um, and Wes would pay us, mm-hmm. you know, not much, but we'd get, Wes was, um, Drew's dad would pay us, you know, and, uh, for our time, I always saying, you know, it's 15% for you boys when we mm-hmm. sell. Yeah. Cool. 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 And so, uh, we did that and on, I'll never forget this, August, the 26th Craig called me he's like am I still in three months I was like yep he's like well the theater's opening back up we've told the unions they can either support us or they can leave us we're gonna find out how that runs but uh, I bet it don't run well <laughs> it it did a thing and so all of these actors from Las Vegas and all of these performers and technicians that were out of work were all begging for work. A lot of them are union, but some of them aren't. And so we put together a really crazy Christmas show. And But backing up, he called me and I said, no, you're, you're within three months. And he was like, okay, can I get you back out here on October the 1st? And I said, yep. So we coasted. Working on houses. Again, back to being the utility guy, right? Back to swinging a hammer. You know, back to pouring concrete. Back to doing what I do best, which is apparently just work. You know, I'm an art kid, but work is how I pay the bills. Just regular work. Not glamorous. It's not playing music. It's not painting things. It's not designing sets. It's not, you know, being an electrician or, you know, uh, uh, I'm sorry for the theater, you know, being a lighting guy. It's, it's carpentry. Carpentry. It's blue-collar, regular-ass work. Yeah. Labor. Yeah. And so, you know, Drew and I would put in, like, we'd hit 40 hours on a Wednesday. Because <laughs> we just live. And he'd sleep in the back of his little shitty Nissan pickup truck, and I'd sleep in the back of my van, and we'd wake up around 5 and go back to work. Just attic insulation, you know, roofing tiles, all sorts of shit, you know. Yeah. And so we just grind, you know, through that, and we finished those houses. And, you know, Wes was like, I'm going to put them on the market when they sell. Whenever they sell. Whenever they sell. I'm like, cool, man. Hey, look, you paid us. 
you know, it was like 10 bucks an hour or something like that, you know. It's cool. It's all good. No overtime. We'd hit 40 hours on Wednesday and just keep working. Just living in these little houses, sleeping on cots and hammocks and back of the van, that kind yeah. of shit. Anyway, um, so, you know, Drew and I became really close, closer during that time. And uh, he called me, and then I called Drew. It looks like the theater's, you know, starting back up. And Drew was, and pardon my language, was like, fuck them, man. And I was like, ah, dude, let's give it a shot. Let's see what's up. It's like, all right. His partner at the time, uh, now wife, had gone to Seattle, where her parents are. So she was in Seattle, uh, Seattle or Portland or someplace like that. Yeah, during that time, dude, everybody was kind of huckling down with yeah. where they were from and what they knew. Because you, you didn't know, you, nobody knew in the landscape, you know? Correct. Well, I mean, you just you just went back to what you knew at that time. Right. So I packed the van back up at the end of September. And Drew put a bunch of shit in the back of my van, too. And he jumped on his Honda Shadow <laughs> 650. <laughs> and I jumped in that van, and we drove back across the country. Showed back up at the empty theater. With our huge Beauty and the Beast set. Did Still your, sitting out there. Did your punk angst set back in? Yeah, but in a I, different I, way. In a different way. <laughs> um, things were so screwed up and so weird with COVID, and so everything was so abstracted. And I was mad, but I I just couldn't see it. I couldn't see failure. I just could not see failure. This episode of Porch Talk is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Caldera Lab. If you go to calderalab.com/porch. Uh, at checkout, you can use promo code PORCH and save 20% off your total purchase order. A little bit about Caldera Lab. It was clinically tested to work on dry, normal, and oily skin. Nine out of ten men who tried this product continued to do so, and they could tell a difference uh, with their skin. Uh, there's an improvement in the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, elasticity, dark spots, skin tone, and more. It really helped me out with the crow's feet and the wrinkles on my forehead. I have been using the good for about a week now, and they also uh, sent me the clean slate icon and the base layer. And uh, I've never really been into skincare products. I was excited to give Caldera Lab a shot, and I'm glad I did. And so as you get a little bit older like myself, um, maybe you would like to give these skincare products a try for your face. And maybe you'll tell a difference just like I am. Uh, I'm 32, but I'm currently looking about 23. So uh, look out for me. Once again, if you go to calderalab.com slash porch, use promo code porch and you'll save 20% off of your purchase order. Back to the show. Well, I mean, it does I mean like everything that we talked about over the past two and a half hours? I mean, like, I wouldn't consider anything that you had done a failure. It was like you busting your ass so that it could never be, and like you seeing like something going down to a skeleton of what was about to be a failure, right. and coming back to not resurrect a beast, but uh, but to re-energize it, so to speak. Yep. And so I got back, and it was, uh, 
It was 15 of us from the 128. 15 employees. Skeletons. Yeah, skeleton crew. And we had been promised... You feel lucky to be called back? <laughs> uh, now I do. Uh, but it started It started what inevitably was a shitstorm. So I started making phone calls to carpenters and lighting technicians and stuff in Vegas. And I started to restaff the theater. And uh, we, we, we got a measly crew together of about 70 people. It takes 128 people to run it. Half capacity. Half capacity. And uh, we did a we did a Mormon uh, Thanksgiving thing. They do a big religious thing in that time period, and we opened a, an outdoor Christmas type show. Sure. Um, kind of a kind of a uh, nativity type situation. Uh, big Mormon thing. It's it's different. Like I know what you're talking about, but it's kind of hard to describe. Yeah, it's like the this it's the Christmas story, right? It's a nativity show, sure. right? But yeah. it's all stuff that like the, the script was written by a local Joseph church. Smith. Yeah, it's all it's all really very specific stuff. But that that's the they they did it and people came out, but they had to like <coughs> sit five seats away from each other. So yeah. you can imagine a 2,500, like a, like a football stadium, but everybody's sitting five seats away from each other, five oh. seats away from yeah, each other, five seats away from each other. Uh, the place is actually shaped like a baseball field, like a professional baseball field. It's kind of like a, it's in this weird. So you got the fan, di- you got the diamond, uh, diamond shape. Yeah, yeah, the fan shape. And so, but so, I mean, we 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 sold tickets, and then they were able to apply for the paycheck protection program, and they were able to apply for a wrap tax um, stipend, and get all this money from the state to stay open. So, I mean, at this time, I mean, like, uh, with the union uh, versus the state or federal government, like, how much how much scrutiny was there for y'all going back to work? Huge, but we were all non-union at the time. Ah. So there's no real actors, right? It was all non-union actors. Riffraff. Riffraff. Yeah. And um, so we opened a show. We opened a nativity show, and then we went up into the, the small theater and we opened that show, and we ran it. It was a uh, the beginnings of Vegas showgirls kind of thing or whatever, and we ran that thing. What about the crowd? I mean, were they were just energized just to go out and do something? Or? No, but oh. I mean, but people were people were coming. But five hundred seat theater would be two hundred fifty people. Mm-hmm. Twenty five hundred seat theater would be five hundred people. But we would just run it every night. Just run it every night. Uh, people would get COVID. We'd cut them from the cast. We'd hire another person, bring them in the night before, rehearse them, and reopen the show two days later. Yeah. Like just gnarly, crazy stuff. Stuff that shouldn't have been legal. Yeah, y'all were just but trying to stay alive. Just trying to stay alive. And I was hiring all my guys back. And in the meantime, they were like, 2021, 2021's coming. We're going to be the best season we've ever had. Disney is stoked. The union is stoked. 2021's coming. So we finished building Count of Monte Cristo. We finished building Little Mermaid. We finished building um, Beating the Beast. We finished building all these massive shows, and we're just putting them out in the desert. Yeah. There was a time where you could drive down our little road out in Red Desert and see like 10 full-size sets sitting outside. Yeah. Around Red Rocks. Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, we're Red Rocks. The venue is in Colorado, but it's Red Rocks. Yeah, it's Red Rocks. Yeah, it's literally I, yeah. Red Rocks. That's yeah, what yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. And big ass purple and blue and pink scenery stored, literally sitting in the sand. We go out there. We go out there with like front end loaders and like excavators and pick them up and move them around, like playing like Tetris with like heavy machinery. Yeah, me and like a couple other guys. We like move like like I'm talking about like twenty six foot tall sets. We you, would just like move them over a, a little bit. You as a sixteen year old with a fort lift, just <laughs> <laughs> dream, dream, baby, dream, work, <laughs> hustle, baby. You know, and that was a, what it was. And that core group of us just became really close, really close. Um, and so fast forward a bit to like uh, probably March or April of twenty twenty one. Finally, the union said, if you do this, if you do that, if you do this, if you hire these people and you have weekly testing, we'll release contracts. So my wife got a job as their uh, health COVID safety officer. Okay. We brought in four trucks, uh, looked like big television trucks, looked like tour buses, on-site lab, on-site lab, on-site testing. Three times a week, we all tested for COVID. Three times a week. And dude, 2021, we opened a show. Boy, y'all wanted it. We were the only theater in the country to do a full professional show. And just like word back home, when I, when I heard that, I was like, thank God, you know. Because you don't, you don't know how much I was pulling for you, you know. But here's the backlash. I wanted it so bad. Barlow, my buddy Hiram Barlow, wanted it so bad. Drew wanted it so bad. Craig wanted it so bad. Our core group wanted it so bad that when people came back, dude, we worked them like a dog. We worked to a point to where you ran them off. Hours. 90 hours. I mean, I was steady hitting 100-hour work weeks for like three, four, five weeks at a time. Oh, yeah, I was getting it. Going. Just grinding. I'd come home, sleep for a couple hours, eat an old slice of pizza, and go back to work. Uh. And the guys who were hired, who were non-union, once we started opening, once the unions came back to us, (coughs) union guys started working like that. They don't like. They don't like union, that. Union don't like that. They don't like that. Especially don't like, uh, you know, a thirty-four-year-old, thirty-five-year-old kid telling them like barking down their throat. Like, I mean, we're working two a.m., dude. We're out on the stage hammering. They don't like that. It's got to be right, though. It's what happened. So we opened. Everybody celebrated. All the actors got paid. And we did the biggest revenue that that theater has ever seen at $26 million in box office in 2021. Road Tide. <sighs> yeah. $26 million from May the 17th to October the 31st. Two commas, six zeros. $26 million. During COVID. I don't. What now? 
and uh, we were all hitting that red line. All hitting it. Dink, 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 mm-hmm. dink. And my master carpenter came to me and said, I quit. For what? I'm, you're working me too much. This is too crazy. And these guys also weren't getting paid. Like, fair. Real. It was, it was crazy. And I told him, I was like, guys, we're working with a pressure cooker. This is going to go sideways. Yeah. And, uh... Two more people came to me. I quit. You guys are insane. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Season's not even done yet. We're still doing shows. Drew comes to me. He's like, hey, man. My lead deck quit last night. Walked off the show. Shit, man. Now, still, I'm the ATD. I'm not even the TD. The TD... He's losing his mind. Yeah. He's also an old man. I can see him just dropping light flies. I come in on a Wednesday morning. Supposed to be a changeover. We do nightly changeovers. And the set looks exactly like it did when I left it the night before. Not and good. I, and I went, fuck. And I walked into Wes's office. And I was like, what's going on? He's like, I don't know, but Craig's going to come down in a couple of minutes. Just hang out. Craig opened the door. He's like, Strike. I was like, what? He's like, full strike. And the union struck. Ah. Picket lines. Offices. Picket lines. Now, your boy is not anti-union, but I am not union. Yeah. I'm not anti-union. I'm just not union. I'm from Mississippi. I don't have that kind of play. Yeah. And I went, so what's that mean? He's like, we're dead in the water. We can't do shows. We don't have crew. We don't have actors. Actors are a separate union, but they will not cross the picket line. The stage hands struck. I pushed him too hard. Me and Craig and Wes pushed him too hard. The theater pushed too hard. Wanted it too bad. Even with all the capital being made, it was too Twenty-six much. million dollars that the theater made, but that wasn't being transferred to the worker oh, like that. Oh, absolutely not. And they went, dude, you're killing yeah. us. And so, 78 people struck. And that's when the lawyers came. Oh, boy. From New York. And union reps came. And OSHA came. I personally have paid $35,000 worth of fines to OSHA. Rude awakenings. $35,000 worth of fines to OSHA. I had a job. Me uh, personally. (laughs) I worked at Ingalls. I was was in the union. I was uh, uh, a ship fitter. So I I was a part of the union during that time. I was there for about a year. And the union never did shit for me. And then uh, later I would score a job at UPS to where I was a supervisor, to where I was on the other side of the union. Right. Fighting the union. And so I've seen both hands of it. So that was me. I was a supervisor. Yeah. 
quote, fighting the union. Yeah. But they would bring me into these meetings, and I would just agree with them. But it wasn't enough. And I would go, yeah, no, you're right. You should be paid overtime. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You should be paid double time. Yeah, you're right. You should get free housing. matter. And they were like, your, your assistant technical director agrees with us. And then they would kick me out of the room, and then lawyers would just go at it for hours and yeah. hours and hours and hours. And I did about I did about a month of that. I called my buddy <laughs> Kyle, another nine twenty four cat, mm-hmm. living in Austin, Texas. I said, "What you got going on in Austin?" He's like, "Actually, I need a guy." Utility. Oh, this is where Austin comes in the scene. So I went to Craig, walked in. I was like, "Hey, bud, you knew this was coming." I quit. Hmm. And he went, Dustin. Hmm. Oh, come on, Dusty. Don't do that to me. You're the hardest working man in show business. Like, you can't quit. And I was like, yep, yeah, I'm done. He's like, how do, I, how do I change your mind? And I went, Craig, fix it. Pay him. I know what we're making. You got to I pay do the him. budgets, dude. Pay him. Go full bore. Go full union. Lean into it. He went, ah, ah, old Jersey boy, old New Yorker. Ah, give me that that look, give me that look, big capitalist guy, you know, and just leaned into me, started screaming, cussing, and I was like, dude, I'm out. He started screaming, cussing, he's like, if you're going to effing leave, then leave. And I said, okay. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Walked out of that office, went to my truck, drove home, and walked in the door. And my wife was like, well, I'm surprised to see you home. And I said, I quit my job today. And she went, good. Ooh. Great. The old ride or die. And I went, okay. Austin, Texas. That's where I'm going. One week later, Craig was fired. You made the right call. Week after that, the technical director quit. Made the right call. I went to Austin. We moved to Del Valley, which is north of Austin, out near the racetrack. And I started work as a quality control manager at a company that builds custom leather rugs, Kyle Bunting Designs, okay. in South Austin. And I started working there. And uh, I had visited before and seen the operation and was like, well, this place is amazing. If the money's right, I want this job. Uh Money was right. I took the job. And then I started working there. The dude's running a sweatshop. And I'll put that out on the internet. Here we go. He's running a sweatshop. He's got convicts and uh, kids. Not kids, like Little kids, but like I shouldn't say kids. Let me back that up. Young 20s age people who couldn't get a job at a Wendy's. Okay. Building rugs that he sells all of the time, upwards of 70 grand a piece. And he's paying them all minimum wage. $11, $10, $9, 725 And he wants me to make his shop run better. Here I am, back in the same problem. In a tight spot, bub. 
I go to my buddy Kyle at the bar, and I'm like, dude, you didn't tell me it was going to be like this. He's like, oh, it's always been like this. you got to know Kyle. He's like that. Kyle and Kyle, right? My buddy Kyle and Kyle Bunting owns the place. Well, <laughs> I'm a good old boy. Me and Mr. Bunting don't see eye to eye. Imagine that. Mr. Fancy Pants drives a Porsche to work every day and is exploiting all these young Latino kids. I got dudes with face tattoos and teardrops and stuff putting together $75,000 leather rugs, $100,000 leather rugs, going in hotel lobbies. They barely speak English. It's nuts. Well, I mean that's 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 how that's how so many people are okay with illegal immigration, though. That's exploitation. How, that, that, that's how it works. Yeah. Not that I'm a fan of illegally immigrating somewhere, but I'll say this also on the podcast: people just want a good job. They just want to come work. Yeah. When you go on any real job site, go to where they're building a ma- massive skyscraper. It's dudes eating tamales, man. Like, and they're salt of the earth, good dudes. Dude, go back to English just for me for a second. Our entire almost electrical department, they were from the Dominican Republic. Didn't speak a lick of English. Correct. They were there on visa. And no, granted, no, they like, weren't. Yeah, you yeah, know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I get it. And, and so that was our that was our guys. Yeah. And I was like, and they loved me. The guys in the shop liked me. (laughs) But I started taking note of what had just happened to me. Being the big capitalist guy, being the big manager guy, being the hard ass. And I just couldn't do it again. Because I knew where that was going. And so the guys would come talk to me. Dusty, you got to help us out. Dusty, you got to help us out. Dusty, you got to help us out. And so I just changed. I just started helping them. Mm. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Yeah? Yeah, you want to come in on Saturday for double time? And Kyle hated it. So I went to my buddy Kyle was the shop manager and I was like dude I quit he's like where are you gonna go he's like I don't know but this don't cut it 
He's like, you don't like Austin? I said, I love Austin. Austin's rad. I can't afford to live here. I live in Del Valley. Uh, I, 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 I live next to a trailer park. I don't live in the trailer park, but I live next to a trailer park. With all the people that work here. Out in the county. Mm-hmm. I don't live in Austin, Texas. I live really close. One exit off the interstate away from Keep It Weird. But this is not what we signed up for, buddy. And shame on you for working here. Mm-hmm. That rocked his world, man. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We ended up getting to a, an actual physical altercation that night, me and my good buddy. He got up with me a couple days later. He's like, I understand where you're at. But what are you going to do? I was like, I don't know. But it ain't this. What happened? So, I quit my job at the bunting place. And I did the only thing I knew to do. And I packed the van. (laughs) And I drove back to Utah. And thank God they had not rented that house yet. Got your old house back. Got my old house back. Not broke this time. Remember all that work I was talking about? Uh Not broke this time. Money in the bank. So I was unemployed, living in Utah. Yeah. Mormon country. Mormon country. (laughs) So I get up with a buddy I had met working at Tuacon at the theater. His truck driver. I said, Rory, what are you doing these days? He's like, I'm driving truck. Working for the rodeo. What are you doing for the rodeo? He goes, custom corrals. Why? I said, come outside. He stepped out of his trailer. And I was standing in his yard. I said, I ain't got no job, man. He said, what are you doing tomorrow around 5 a.m.? And so we went north to Enterprise, Utah, in the snow, and built rodeo corrals for PBR. PBR, you mean like Yeah, the- yeah PBR, Professional Bull Riders. Wow. And uh, met a cool group of trucking guys, did some wide loads up to the mines in Salt Lake, and came back down, built some more rodeo corrals, did a uh, porch restoration on a big budget home out in the, out in the prairie lands. And so that's what I was doing, and I get a call from Scott Anderson. Scott Anderson is the artistic director at Tuacon. They're still in their lawsuit phase, but they've lost their production manager. They've lost their technical director. They lost their assistant technical director, me. And he said, man, I've got 15 people on staff. I was like, okay. He's like, can you come be my TD for just a a little bit? And I gave him a number, and it was a big number. He said, let me ask the board. 
And two days later, he called me back. And I started back at Tuacon, that same theater, not as the assistant technical director, but as the technical director of the entire place. <laughs> what a journey, man. And um, we did a Christmas show, and then we started rocking and rolling on the season, and we opened another season. I closed contracts with two unions during that time. Uh, again, working like a mad dog. Um, closed six lawsuits and opened a successful season. And that was in 20... Oh, Lord. <laughs> what is it now? We're 2023? 23, yeah. yeah, so that was in 2022, October of 2022. Um... No, I'll back up. So in August of 2022, I took time off. I took my uh, required paid leave uh, with a buddy of mine, and we flew to Orlando, Florida, and we, I was the master electrician, so the head lighting guy mm-hmm. for um, a company called PRG, uh, which is Production Resource Group. This episode of Porch Talk is also sponsored by Manscaped. You can go to manscaped.com and at checkout use promo code Porch Talk, all one word. Porch Talk, all one word. Receive 20% off your total purchase order and get free shipping. Uh, Manscaped sent me the performance package 4.0 that comes with their beard trimmer, uh, the Weed Whacker, which is for those unsightly ear and nose hairs, and then the lawnmower, which is for you downstairs. It also comes with the crop preserver and the crop reviver. Uh, that is for um, it's for your genitalia there, there boys. Uh, it'll keep you from, uh, if you've ever been in the south in the summer, uh, you know a little bit about how it feels down there in those two wonderful products will uh, help you feeling cool and keep you smelling good so you don't smell like a foot. So go to manscaped.com, and if they are the leading company when it comes to men's grooming, they also, the performance package comes with the most comfortable pair of underwear I've ever owned. So if you have never given Manscaped a try, I highly recommend them. You can go to manscaped.com, use Porch Talk as your promo code at checkout. Receive 20% off your total purchase order. And, uh, man, just look at my beard. If that says anything about them, should say it all. I got the best beard around. No doubt about it. Now, back to the show. They heard of it. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and I did a big ballroom show for uh, <coughs> CVS Pharmacies. And then on October of that same year, I quit Tuacon and went freelance again and went to San Jose, California and uh, was the head lighting tech for DRL, which is the Drone Racing League at the uh, Earthquakes Stadium in San Jose. And uh, re... Uh, invigorated my old LLC and um, went contract gun for hire in October of last year 
Uh, uh, in December of last year, I did a show for Bass Pro Shops and uh, the Dan Newling Christmas Party in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And in February of last year, of this year, I worked um, the Super Bowl in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, at the VIP tent called At the 50. Never heard of that. What is that? Never heard of the Super Bowl. It's like some kind of... Is that something that every American celebrates? <laughs> is that the biggest event of the year? So as the head lighting technician, I installed um, about 184K rig over the span of six days in February. Um... I moved on to do WSWA, which is the Wine and Spirits Wholesalers Association of America. Small um, gig. And no big deal. <laughs> uh, then I did a show at the Orlando Convention Center that is still under NDA for a financial institution. Um, and our headliners were uh, U2 and Coldplay. Never heard of those bands. Um that was uh, 2,500 lights, 3,500 LED panels, 1,800 Septrons, and installed uh, six fully automated rigs from SGPS in a 30,000 square foot convention center. Um, I now work as a technical consultant for PRG out of Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, my recent... Uh, accolades are I did the Pebble Beach Car Show in Monterey Bay, California uh, at Pebble Beach. Uh, my client was Mercedes-Benz. Um, I closed a show for the largest uh, data cons- distributing company out of India called Infosys in Carlsbad, California. Uh, I am currently working on IAPA, uh, which is a association that deals with all of the major parks so all of the um like disney and bush gardens and six flags they're uh the umbrella company that manages all of the um design and construction of roller coasters and attractions uh again that is prg las vegas and i just wrapped a show uh before coming here for Funnel Hacking Live in Orlando, uh, I went up to Boston and worked uh, the Congress of Future Medical Leadership in College Park in, in the Boston area. Uh, I am slated currently to work WSWA again in January at Caesars Forum and will be on the field in um, February at the Allegiant Stadium for again uh, the Super Bowl another Super Bowl another Super Bowl so Dustin I get to the fun part I get to interview a little bit now that we know your story <laughs> there you go that's a two and a half hour compression of, <laughs> of uh, Dustin Gibson uh, yes uh, technical consultant for hire please give me a call if you want to put on a major sporting event concert or anything else I can put you, you in touch with the right out. people <laughs> that's, a, that's a very shameless <laughs> poke <laughs> at uh oh uh, and i forget uh, uh just just this last weekend i was the toastmaster at munson and brothers oktoberfest big deal 
Thank you, Munson and family, <laughs> for getting me through all the hard times and sticking with me and coming to see me out west and getting to hang out in Red Rocks, man. Um, ziggy Zaki, Ziggy Zaki, Oi, Oi, Oi. Let go, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Let me have a little fun with you, D. Mm-hmm. So, can a small town guy rise up to do great things? Absolutely. Did we just hear a story? Of, uh, of someone that could? Absolutely. Uh, it's absolutely possible. Um, it's not only possible. We need that. Um, not that I don't work with some really amazing, really super talented, really hardworking people. I do. I work with those folks every day. Um, but we need more. Uh, we need more of this out there. And my only... My only very simple advice to anybody who wants to work in what is a very hard industry to work in, but is a is very rewarding at times industry to work in. Um, yeah, like a Super Bowl or something. <laughs> yeah, like a Super Bowl or something. Is uh, <laughs> do not take no for an answer. Even ever. though, even though you have. Yeah, but my advice would be don't. <laughs> um, I, I can learn from my own mistakes. And the answer is don't. Don't take no for an answer. Dude, I, I love that. Like, I love that you shared, like, all the pitfalls and the times you said no and, like. Well, I've screwed up a bunch. You know, like, you. you yeah. By grace, you had a second chance and oh, yeah. a third chance and yeah, a fourth, fourth chance. chance and a fifth chance yeah. and a sixth chance. And, you know. But, I mean, speak to the quality of the person. I mean, like, I, I've, I've known you for seven, eight years mm-hmm. now. And, like, I always knew that, like, you were high caliber. Like, working West Point with mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. and uh, like man what everything that I learned about uh, never let him knock you down being on the streets and trying to sling some beard oils and like like I'm the guy now you know with the when mm-hmm. I take Jesse or BJ out now and like there's like my god you just don't take no for an answer and I was like I've literally heard Dustin say a hundred times worse than what I have said to anybody. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I was always like, close. Yeah. Always, you always close. close. I don't care if you sell the beard oil for two dollars. Yeah. We're close gonna it. we're gonna close. Close. But uh, and if he don't want to buy it, talk his girlfriend into it. Talk his mama into it. Yeah. So, somebody's getting talked into it. <laughs> but uh, dude, what do you? Shout make? out to Ryan for that. What do you make of uh, the Columbus scene as music or as art as of when you left to today? Well, uh, again, man, uh, hills and valleys, hills and valleys. Uh, That's our raccoon. Oh, got it. Cool. Um, So That might be a fox. There's a couple of fox or raccoons hanging out with us out here on the porch. Right, that's whack. Uh, no, that's a, so that's a fucking fox. <laughs> it's a fox, isn't it? Rad. I hope they're honeymooning and not fighting. Anyway, um, can only hope the best. <laughs> only hope for the best, right? Uh, no, I would say um, I would say there's some cool things going on in Columbus right now. Uh, I think. It is as it always kind of in my perspective has been, which is a precipice. Uh, and I think there's some temptation right now. 
uh, I'll speak to this because I, I care passionately as, as my story I think has reflected. Um, it's tempting to go where the money goes. It is really tempting. And I think the powers that be and the forces that be and the different organizations and the different businesses really need to learn to, they need to figure out a way to work together. One thing I've been preaching for the past year, Dustin, is uh, people at the top collaborate and us down at the bottom, we compete. And the moment that we learn how to collaborate, the moment that we can all rise up together. Yes. The idea that when the water rises, all the boats rise is a fallacy. Uh, it's incorrect. Okay. That it naturally happens that way. It can happen that way. I do believe, and I have seen, and I have been a part of it happening that way. But it only happens that way when people really dedicate themselves to the same mission and the same cause. So, for example, if you wanted a small town like Columbus, Mississippi, of what, less than 40,000 people Mm -hmm. to succeed, you need to know your brother and sister. Intimately. You need to know what the wants are. I speak from an entertainment perspective, okay? That's all I can bring to this table. I can say, I know what will get black people and white people in the same room. I know what will do that. But I know also what fundamentally will not do that. I know what getting people with money and people without money in the same room. I know how to do that. Yeah, and charging a $15 cover to come to your house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, oddly I'm, oddly I'm, enough. Obviously get due. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. good luck. I mean, like one thing, I was just down in Hattiesburg, and we were talking about Hattiesburg DIY. And we were talking about like these DIY scenes and like charging covers. And it's incredibly hard, like right now. I mean, money's tight for people, but like people don't want to pay a cover to come out. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, so here's the here's the moral. If you want people to pay a cover, it can't suck. Hey. It can't suck. Don't let it suck. If the band's no good, don't book them again. If the beer tastes like shit, don't don't sell it. If the vibe isn't right, stop doing that. Change it. Change it. If if the gutter punks come to you and go, hey man, I've got a rock killer show from Atlanta, Georgia, or Tallahassee, Florida, and they will come and they will play for five hundred dollars, pay them the five hundred dollars. Okay. And then reap yours on the back end. Do well. Produce good product. And let have pe- good service. And let the people talk. And then let them talk. The other thing, and I'll speak to Ryan, I'll speak to Toby, I'll speak to Bart, I'll speak to anybody. Leave them wanting more. If your cutoff is ten, that's what Munson and Brothers do. Uh, this is a this is a page out of Ryan's book. Shut the place down at 10. You can stay up until 1. You can figure out who wants to hang out at 1 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, I'm from Columbus. Okay, I was woken up when I was 5 years old living over in faculty housing to drive-bys. Yeah. This is not new. 
These problems you guys have, they're not new. It was happening back in the 90s. Rattle off machine guns, 4 o'clock in the morning. This shit happened back then, dude. Happened last night. It happened last night. Ain't no stranger. You want it to be cool, make it cool. Make your brand of cool. Do not apologize, ever. And then just do that. If a karaoke machine makes you money, do a karaoke machine. Okay. But don't suck. And if it starts to suck, stop it. Put movies on. That's what Bart's doing. Change. Just change. Don't be afraid of it. Just don't be afraid of change. Change is the weather, man. You don't get no choice in that matter. They want to come out. They want to have a good time. They want to have a safe time. Some people want to come out to a beer garden, like where we're sitting right now, and bring their kids and their dog. That's cool. Other people want to go to a bar. That's cool. Some people want to go to church. Also cool. Let them. Don't get in... We're too, you're too small in Columbus to have beef. Yeah. Find the guy down the street doing exactly the same thing that you're doing. If, even if he's doing it better. Had a guy reach out to me Become today. his buddy. Become a, his buddy. Had a guy reach out to me today saying he wanted to start another open mic in Columbus. And, like, granted, right now we have the only open mic in town. That's a shame. And you know what I said? The more the merrier. The more the merrier. Let's go. Let's go. Don't schedule it the same night I'm doing. Like, I would like to do it. Like, I would like to support you. But, yeah, but, but like, do you, boo boo? Yeah, but make it to where I can come. Yeah, I'll come. I'll support it. Because the thing is, if you want it to pop off, if you really want it to pop off, this is the thing I learned, man, and I didn't know it then. Let's go. I, I didn't know it then. I couldn't go hard in the paint because I just didn't understand that you need the people with the money and you need the people who care you need the people who can manage and you need the people who can create and they all need to be working in lockstep and they all need to be getting something for it Mm. it's okay it's okay if money changes hands it's okay don't shut it down don't shut someone else's business down. Don't ever do that. You see, all you're doing is tying yourself to an anchor. And when that water rises, you're not rising. It's your own fault. Everybody lets their ego and their pride get in the way of bettering not only themselves, but of the community that they live in. It will make you a stronger person. I just spoke about this. How many times have I just said, no, man, I don't feel right about that. I can't do it. And he was taking a loss. Taking a loss, dude. I've taken so many L's. I used to say this. I used to say this back in college. People would talk about, I worked at the Princess for a little while. I left that part out. But I was a bar back at the Princess for a little while during that whole mix. And you're bar back, you are also security. Mm-hmm. And I would tell people, man, I've lost a fight. I've lost a bunch of them. I've lost way more fights than I have won. Now, old Southern boys ain't supposed to say shit like that. No, they ain't. And it's supposed to talk about all the times I whipped ass. 
No, dude. I was a tiny little white kid. I've gotten rocked. I've gotten beat down a bunch of times. That's okay. That's okay. Every time you get back up, you're stronger than when you went down. That's okay. Not that I promote violence, not that I'm saying that, but it's a good analogy. I think maybe um, maybe I could, I could round this back to skateboarding. Uh, I think a lot of people around here would relate to football. I didn't play football. I don't know how to relate to that. I can relate to skateboarding. You fall more times than you land a trick every single time. That's the one thing. Like when you look in the skateboard community, it's, I like it when the skateboarders show all the fails until they land it. Dude, there are 25 fails to one land. Yes. 25 fails to and one land. And when you land it, buddy, like the, the fresh breath of air. But you get to go, I don't have to do that again. You did it. But go talk to Tony Hawk. Broke his leg. He's, he's like 54 years old or something like that. He broke his leg like last year mm. on his own vert ramp in his own warehouse. Mm-hmm. Mr. 900. Mr. Why Anybody Cares About Skateboarding. And he's, he's good. He's, he's great, actually. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not super tech. I would say his oldest kid is probably a better skater than he ever was. Damn, but, son. But... He skates street. He didn't skate ramps. Homeboy's never going to be... No video games are going to get named after that kid. But that's... You're falling on concrete. That's another thing. And again, I don't promote violence, but nobody hits harder than concrete. Nobody. I'm sorry. You come at me with all you got, but you don't hit harder than stairs. You don't. And you just got to put that in your mind... And you got to say there's something on the other side. I don't know what it is, but I want it. And then you got to buckle down and go for it. Hard. Hard. You got to dig deep, man. You got to get behind the fat. You got to get to the muscle. You got to go hard in the paint. When you get the opportunity, you take it like a hungry dog. That's how it's won. If you want in the arts, if you want in entertainment, buckle down twice. Two times. You better, you better buckle down more than that. <laughs> I mean, I just told you guys about five, and that's just my experience, and I'm 36 years old. You don't think I got another 30 years of this shit? It ain't slowing down. <laughs> no, buddy. I can't. Not now. And I was stronger and better equipped to do this when I was 25. I wasn't where I am now, but I wish, I wish I knew what I know. And the Super Bowl would be easier when I was 25 than when I'm 36, man. But that's what's about to happen to me. And player, it's an it's it's for the taking. Yeah. It's all out there. Everything you think you want. And by the way, dude, it's I, out like, there. I know that uh, Super Bowl means a whole lot to you, hmm. but you, you you really don't carry that. You don't carry it. Like, you don't be like, oh, by the way. Like, well, you, I don't tell people that. I yeah. mean, I'm sharing this with you because I think the entertainment's yeah. part of what this, pro- yeah. what this podcast yeah, 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 is about. Yeah, yeah. But, and, I, and I'm happy to share my successes as I am my failures. 
But when we go out drinking at the bar, when I, if you and I You're not go out, no, like, roll, roll Super Bowl. No, dude, that's not. Nobody. That, no, no. And I don't want that accolade. Yeah. If you want to call me and have a beer, or you want to call me and get dinner, you want to come over and hang out at my wife's place, and that's right, my wife's place, and we we sit by the hot tub and we 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 grill, we make chicken on the grill. Mm-hmm. We she's got some etouffee or some jambalaya on the stove. You want to come over to my house? Come on over. Mm-hmm. That's fine, but we're not going to talk about the super. That's not that's not why you need to come over to my place. Oh. That's not now. If you want that, if you want that from me, and I've got a lot of friends around here, the, the little things here and there have leaked out, and people kind of know that. Oh, you know, Dusty's making money now, or Dusty's got this. It's like, man, I I live in a place where what I got ain't shit. Yeah, it's just shit here. I'm not. I'm. You gotta kill that pride, man. Fuck pride. Sorry, mom. Fuck pride. It's not gonna get. It's only gonna get in your way. You can be proud of yourself. You can have a work ethic. You can have, you can have a self-esteem. That's great. That's healthy. But you ain't better than nobody. You ain't better than anybody. I don't care. You step over them in Bourbon, Bourbon Street. You know. Hey man, can I have a dollar? You ain't better than him. You're one bad day away. Yep. From sleeping in your van. If you got a van. We're all one bad day away from the street, baby. This is facts. This is that's the motherfucking truth. That's and you uh with the way we did things tonight. I'm not mad about it. I told you I was gonna give you your hardest interview ever, and uh, you, you. I to- love it, man. You told your you told your story. I got nothing but the truth, and uh, I don't. I don't have anything to follow. I don't, it's all good, man. Like, I hope that somebody out there listening hears what I have to say. I hope that somebody has a critique. I hope somebody lights your. Do you have a message board or something like? You got some Twitter account or some some something? Oh, we got everything. Yeah, so somebody's gonna come on, man. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, my my encouragement to that person who has that to say is educate me. Yeah, call me. Yeah, dude. Tell 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 me what you know that I don't know, and that's cool because I'm about to get smarter off of that. And maybe I am wrong. Maybe there is an easier way to do this. Maybe being utility isn't the best way to do this. I would love to know. So critique. I don't care. If I got five haters, I'm looking for 25. Ah, man, yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come get dirty with me. That's fine. That's fine. I'm not better than you. I'm probably not faster than you. I'm probably not stronger than you. Come on. That's just an opportunity for me to learn something. Let's go. That's just an opportunity for me to learn something. Shout out Ryan Munson. You're just an opportunity for me to learn something. I love you, brother, but you know that about me. Three questions to walk out of the door. Okay. Question one. Yeah, go ahead. Where can people find what you're doing on social media? Or are you even on social media? Mm, That's a hard one, man. I was big into social media back when I lived here and back when I was doing the DIY, man. And I found out that, uh, well, what I'm doing right now, the best way to reach me 
Uh, a shout out to man. Best way to reach me is probably Instagram. DJ Gibson Six, Dustin Gibson. By the way, like I have his phone number, and he don't even text me back. So (laughs) player, (laughs) I've been in three production meetings today, dude. Like, like, but I mean, you want to reach me? uh, uh, Find somebody I know. That's the best way. Find somebody I know, and and they'll vet them. Yeah, you know, if if you're worth their time, you're worth my time. And so if you if you can get a the way I look at it is if you can get a hold of me the natural way, you get my phone number from somebody who cares about me, we can have a conversation. That ain't me, by the way. I ain't going to do it. <laughs> you can pass it out, baby. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. But if they say, man, I got your I got your phone number from Alan, I'm like, oh. It ain't going to happen. Okay. It ain't going to happen. Okay. Well, they better come hard in the paint. That's yeah. all I got to say. <laughs> they want the smoke, man. They better come hard in the paint. That's all I want, man. Uh, man, but so, so yeah, I got an Instagram. Uh, I do have a Facebook. Uh, it's lame. My shit out in social media is lame. Everybody back in California and, and Las Vegas makes fun of me about it, and I don't really care because I drive a 90, 91 F one fifty. Rotad. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> I was gonna go with Hotty Toddy, but yeah, that'll hey. start an argument. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it won't. Hotty Toddy. <laughs> Hell State. <laughs> right. Hey, shout War out. Eagle. War Eagle. War- <laughs> <laughs> but uh go aggies yeah, I, I, don't, go. I don't know where yet <laughs> let me let me take this opportunity though because it's more important for uh, me to promote these people than to promote myself and that is shout out to uh my boy munson <coughs> for hosting uh what what is eventually led to this podcast shout out to toby dean and max Hardle road and the Hardle road boys Amen. for keeping me going when i wasn't feeling like going no more uh, shout out to Dark Water Tattoos here in Columbus. They're doing some really cool work and get your work done there. And not that you have a lot of choices, but uh, I got ink, so go holler at those dudes. Uh, shout out to the Columbus Arts Council. I know he's my kid brother. I get that. It's not. It's not that it's a family connection. It's that I understand that they get it. And you want another hardworking guy? Go up there and see what he's doing. Go up there and see what he's doing. And if you don't like what's going on in Columbus, go tell him. Mm-hmm. But bring your work boots when you go up there. If you're gonna go, if you're gonna go with criticism, bring your tools with you. Uh, Salem allows me to throw singer songwriter nights now. I'm, I'm in, sure he does. I'm, I'm inviting people all over the country to come play. I'm sure he does. He gets it. We're trying to bring culture in here. Okay. The other thing I have to say, if you're serious about the entertainment business and you want to get in and you want to hang out with us, uh, tell me that it, privately. Shout out to Vivid Production Designs. It's my business partner and good buddy Logan Gehring. I'll say that all day long. One of the one of the sickest, smartest, hardworking dudes. He's from Detroit, Michigan. He's badass. He does not slow down. You have to keep up when you're around him. He's a lot younger than I am, and it makes me very angry. But that's okay. Uh, he's hardworking. Him and his wife kill it in the game um shout out to troika tours um it's it's big capital touring but my buddy drew is a head rigger with them and i gotta give him work uh let me see i gotta shout out a couple more people um oh shout out for sure shout out um oh man i'm drawing a blank oh elios lighting where my buddy kyle you heard that story he also left that rug business and he went on to work 
at Elios Lighting in Austin, Texas. They do Bonnaroo. They do Austin City Limits. They do um, Cycler Park. If you want to get weird in Austin, you go hang out with the boys down at Elios. Uh, you want to find some really weird shit to do in... Let's see. You're gonna find. Uh, you want to find weird shit to do in Los Angeles. You Dustin Ingleskin, not Dustin Gibson. Dustin Ingleskin. You hook him up in uh, Los Angeles if you want to get weird and you want to throw massive video work together. Let's see. Who else do I got? Um, yeah, I'm not studying the NFL or Mercedes Benz. They got money. Uh, who else? Where am I at? We got a last question. Okay, go ahead. What was your favorite part about coming back to Columbus? Ooh. Make that a two-part question. My favorite part of coming back to Columbus is to see my mother. Okay, part two. Part two. Uh, Getting to connect with all of the guys that I grew up with, uh, people here at Munson Brothers, people down at Hartle Road, that are still putting in the work and still doing the DIY thing and still putting it together every day. Uh, shout out also to uh, William Bart Lawrence down at the Princess. I see what he's doing. I respect it. Uh, hope nothing but good things. Um, Mayor Keith Gaskin. I'm, I'm not trying to get political here, but he's a friend of mine. Yeah, mine too. And uh, and and th- all I gotta say to Keith is thank you for having the patience to serve. I'm sure they're paying you something, and that's all cool and whatnot. But thank you for your service to the city. And, uh, hey, man, really keep it going. There will be trials. There will be tribulations. There will be hills and valleys. People will likely, people will don't. That's fine. Keep it going. Just keep, keep it going. And we have no choice but to win. Dustin, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Jesus Christ died, his body turned into dust. No, it wasn't special dust, just plain old dust. And when Mohammed died, his body turned into dust. And no, it wasn't special dust. Normal old 
old stuff inside of us. How holy is your water? How righteous is your name? Could you sing it in a choir? Or do they shout it out in vain? Is it bold like that Mississippi River? Or is it meek as a morning spring? Could you hold on to it forever and ever? Does it slip away like a dream? Ooh, like a dream. Oh, and such a dream. Life is but a dream. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.